Good morning, and thank you for listening to Luana's Urban Voices. I wanted to tell you guys, yesterday I went to make a podcast, had this really great um, soliloquy, and guess what? Forgot to push record. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got to be um, better at (laughs) making sure when I'm having these great moments in my mind that I'm sharing with you guys um, my thoughts. So I wanted to say, I didn't want to, I felt bad because I was kind of excited for football season to be starting. So football season started, uh, scrimmages started yesterday and I was like so excited for so some sense of normalcy in, um, in the, in the world, you know, football season, I, I am diehard cowboy fan, love football, but I didn't, I felt bad for being excited to see football when we have so much hatred still going on in the world today. Woke up this morning um, to the news and there was another shooting in Portland with some protesters. So Trump has incited his um, followers, his legion of people to get out and counter protest black lives matter with blue lives matter all lives matter white lives matter and in the wake of the protesting and counter protesting a guy got killed so i'm like okay trump wants the world to be violent so that he can say I am the president that's going to bring back law and order when you're the president that's inciting the unrest. So he's supposed to go to Wisconsin and the Wisconsin governor, mayor, nobody wants him there. They're like, don't come. We're trying to get our city to heal. We don't need you coming. Um, The mayor of Portland basically called Donald Trump out and said, stop inciting your followers to be violent with this non-violent protest. We have got to make a change. And he said, I need people to see how similar they are and not their differences. He wanted his community to look at how everyone was a person. Everyone had two arms, two legs, a head. I mean, he didn't want the people in his community to be judged by the color of their skin, but he wanted everyone to know we are more alike than we are not alike. So to President Trump, don't come into the city. And of course, President Trump is President Trump. He called the mayor weak and, you know, I'm going to send the National Guard to help, um, guard the city because you can't seem to do it and I just thought to myself here I am super excited about football season getting ready to start and this is the world we live in this is the unrest that we have going on and I I just want to watch football I just want to have a nice Sunday afternoon watching some football eating some nachos And just for one day, not thinking about all of the mayhem that's going on in the world. 
Um, and as a matter of fact, I have a neighbor who's white who has boys. And she made a comment to me that she's never had to have a conversation with her teenage boys about what to do when the police officer pulls over. And <clears throat> never been a thought to her. Never did she ever wonder if her boys were going to get pulled over by the police and killed. Never even crossed her mind. It's not something she ever thought about to tell her teenage boys. And then I thought about it 15 years ago with my boys telling them how to behave when the police pulled them over. How to be compliant. How not to be um, rude and disrespectful because that could lead or escalate to something. And then also remember having my mom having that talk with us. Just respect the police. We know they're not all bad, but even if they are corrupt or whatever, just be compliant. And I felt like, wow, she has never even thought to have that conversation with her boys. And every black family has had that conversation with their children, boy or girl, because we do know women will be killed just as quick as a man we've seen videos of police officers tackling teenage girls teenage black girls um macing crowds of teenagers that are black and just craziness so and she said in her heart she had no idea how she should be feeling other than sad because she's never had that conversation and it is a conversation I've I've had to have and my boys will have to have with their boys my daughter will have to have with her son um, my neighbor also I have a neighbor who's white but her husband's black so technically her children are black and she's like Am I going to have to have that conversation with my children even though they're half white? I said, you're really going to have to have that conversation with your children because they're half white. Because even though they're half white, the world sees them as black. They don't see them as half white. They see them as black. So therefore, your conversation is going to be just like the conversations black mothers have with their black sons. Be careful. Because... When you get pulled over, you have to be respectful because the police officer doesn't see that your mom is white. All they see is a black man in front of them or a brown skinned man in front of them. So as much as we want this violence and this protesting to be over, we're at a little over 100 days of people still protesting in the midst of a pandemic because we have so much corruption going on that we need to fix we have so much hatred in our world and I mean you kind of knew it was already there but a lot of it was kind of kept I guess you can say just kind of secluded or we didn't see it as much because we didn't have video cameras on our phones I'm not sure how it escalated to this point because we know black people have always had this issue um, my 
white friends have witnessed being treated differently when black people are in the store, how we're followed. She's seen that firsthand. So she was like, I'm just a little bit amazed that when I'm in the store by myself, no one follows me. But if I go into the store with a black friend and we're shopping, we're being followed. And she says, I've seen that firsthand. So I'm just like, why are they following us now, but they don't follow me? <clears throat> and I explained to her, no one thinks white people steal. And she says, that's the best time to steal is to bring in your black friend, have them follow her. I clean the store out and then I leave. <clears throat> I said, I see how, you know, that's how most of us, that's how black people think. We think everybody steals. If you're going to be a thief, you're just going to be a thief. I don't think criminals have a color. But in the eyes of the police, they do. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen Lovecraft Country. It's a new HBO series. And it's kind of a period piece because it takes t time. Um, it's placed in the 60s, I think. And it's showing some of this racial disparity, how black people aren't allowed to eat at restaurants, how black people had to live on their side of town, on the south side, and how black white people didn't want them in their neighborhoods. It's kind of interesting because I remember when my mom bought her house in Garland, Texas. We were the only black family living on that block when we first moved in. It was an all-white neighborhood. My mom bought the house, and we were so excited. We had a pool in the backyard. We just thought it was a great neighborhood. We had our own rooms. We were just super excited. Well, our neighbors were not excited for us. And there was a lot of graffiti, a lot of throwing eggs at our house, a lot of letters on the garage door telling us to move and get out. And it really broke my mom's heart. Um, so what my mom did was we weathered the storm. Whereas we kept our yard mowed. We we were quiet neighbors. We didn't have a lot of parties or we weren't loud. We just stayed in the neighborhood and pretty much kept to ourselves. A lot of neighbors moved because we were in the neighborhood. At least that's what it looked like. I can't say why they moved, but I do know a lot of them moved out. And I remember the man that lived next door to my mother. He was so mean. And did not want us in that neighborhood and would always complain, you better get this fence fixed. If my son drowns in that pool, I'm going to sue the pants off of you. He was such a mean white man. But my mom lived in that house for 18 years. And when she passed away, that man was still her neighbor. And he came over and told me, that um, 
my mother was a fine woman and he's gonna miss her because it turned out after me and my sister left and moved you know moved out and did our own things he was helping my mom with fix-it projects around the house go figure the same white man who didn't want us in the neighborhood because of my mom's kindness generosity and her heart he just started being nice to my mom and I just could not imagine how that could have happened so I know that racist people just need an opportunity to see how more alike we are than different in order for them not to in order for them not to be so hateful towards us I can understand hating criminals I can understand hating somebody who's done something to your family but not the whole race for one person's mistake and I think that's where racism plays a part in every race black people have racism we don't trust white people um, by good reason I mean we have good reason not to trust white people and we don't trust white people no matter what and I think that when we do develop friendships with white people I like to think they're genuine friendships I know when my kids were younger we had some genuine good friends and we didn't even judge them by color they were the sweetest people and they kept my kids I kept their kids it just was not this we didn't see color my daughter's first little crush was a little white boy from a football team he used to give her a soda buy her a flower he was so his parents loved my daughter they were like oh my gosh my son has got such great taste he picked the prettiest cheerleader to be his girlfriend and I'd be like hold up she's too young to have a boyfriend they could be friends but it was so innocent because he just liked her he didn't care what color she was and kids just like each other they're taught to hate as they get older they're taught to look at their differences and I don't know why white people always feel superior to other races because they're not and I think as excited as I am that football season is starting I also have to keep my mind politically correct with all of this other stuff that's going on in the world and let me tell you guys it's not easy and it's very disheartening I want to just be excited I, I want to be just you know living my best life but I know I have to be diligent I have to continue to volunteer with the Democratic Party I have still not received any messages from the Black Lives Matter movement I've kind of given up on getting a part of that movement I think everybody is just Black Lives Matter on their own I don't know that they're organized I have concerns with the, NA, um, the NAACP 
but I am going to seek out my local chapter today because I didn't get any movement with Black Lives Matter and see what they're doing as a collective so that I can be a part of the change. I would love for my grandchildren to be treated equally and not to be worried that something's going to happen to one of my grandsons or granddaughters because they were driving while black or they were protesting while black. I just want to make sure that our world is better. And I don't know, I can't do it by myself, but I think if one person makes an effort and each person makes that effort as a collective of, of race where we are working together and not against each other, we can make a major change in this world. But we have to work together and not work against each other. We have to support each other. We have to push each other to our limits. We have to make sure if one person succeeds, we all succeed and not be the crab in the barrel that keeps pulling you down. Instead, be like, um, I guess a caterpillar and just keep lifting you up and pushing you to the top of the, the punt, the um, pile. So that way, whoever's at the top can bring everybody with them, make some really good changes. I would love to see us not be envious of each other, of, a, of success, and just work harder to get that success. I hear a lot of people criticize the Kardashians for wasting money. And I say, it's their money to waste. We have no idea how they truly spend their money other than the fact they post everything on um, Instagram. But I think that the one thing we have to realize is their money to waste. If they want to waste it, it's their business. We have to stop hating people because they have more money or success and work harder to achieve that success and money if that's what we want. But don't hate because someone else has it. Don't hate because Beyonce can spend money like this or that and you can't. So what? She worked for it and it's her money to spend. The way I look at it is I want to work hard, spend my money the way I want to spend my money and hope I win the lottery one day but if I don't I know that I've worked my butt off I've gotten where I want to in my career and I'm able to buy nice things for my grandchildren things I wasn't able to do for my children I'm able to do for my grandchildren and that's a really great feeling so all I can tell you guys is let's keep moving and let's keep going and let's just be persistent and let's have some damn football Sundays and enjoy the freaking game and just take one day just to say thank you Jesus I just want a normal day so everybody you guys have a wonderful day you guys have a great day and go Cowboys Super Bowl bound this year for sure. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.